when Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs, 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 clubs. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Different Knock Live with Alexander Maribin and my very, very good friend. Rohan, is it a bit too stiff? <sighs> it's still too stiff. It's still too stiff. I How long to... have we been recording together at this point? Probably two years. You need some sort of like a, like a, maybe like an intro, maybe some intro music for you. Some intro music. Mm. Could I come so, out with the rock? Yes, maybe a bit of maybe what should be your intro music? We can put it up to the to the to the listeners to to decide. We've also been uh, been deciding whether we should have. I made an overlay for this, and Rohan doesn't like it. Sweet. You don't like it. I spent money on this. Did you? Oh, I spent I actual I money who, on it. I think I know who is it. Is it the editor? Uh, no, 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 I... no, no. Okay, Wasn't all right, him. cool, cool. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Audience, that's... what do we think of the overlay? What do we think of the overlay? I want some comments in. I want some comments in. I like it. Why don't you like it? I think it's just too out there. Too out there. <laughs> what does that mean? So, so the color is. It, I don't think it contrasts well with our background. Well, maybe we need to change. Maybe we need to change. Yeah. What do we? What would we need? <laughs> Hor- four free free says horrible. Oh no! Yeah, it is. It's it's too out there. You know, it's horrible. So so it's not horrible. No, it's not horrible. It's not horrible. But imagine someone's wearing like a a green suit. It's too yeah. out there. It's too. It out also it's too much in it, your face. If you put a comment up, it covers. Well, there you go. We're gonna need some votes. Can I set up a poll on here? I think I can. No, I can't. Anyway, do you know what? We'll leave it for now. But if you like the banner, if you like the banner, tell me because I spent actual money on it. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the Different Not Live, uh, your favorite live show on YouTube. Obviously, uh, it's been a while, Rohan. How are you? Great. Even better now that this is back. Mate, We're both back. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, unbelievable stuff. It's been a while, isn't it? It's been. It's been. It's been a while. When was the last time I saw you? Oh, I think it was pre-Thailand. pre Thailand. Pre. Pre-Thailand. Now, yeah. how was Thailand, Rohan? It was so good. It was so yeah? good. Just so different. Culture, yeah. just everything. everything. Different in what way? Just different in what way? No, not in anything, mate. Just different in what way? It's just a different culture in terms of how people are, with the just the things you see on the streets. Mm. Did you have any sort of different yeah. experiences, maybe, that you want to talk about on the, on the show? Hmm. Don't really know, but oh, I'll no. tell you what I did go. On, I did go on like motorbikes a lot to to travel around. So basically, taxis took ages. So I was going through on my app, Bolt app, and the motorbikes they would take like I swear it's got like thirty seconds by the time you book it, and by the time they're coming to you um, to to pick you up and to take you wherever you want to go. Wait, um, thirty seconds? What to what? So 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 when you book when you book a motorbike to to go on someone someone's obviously driving it. You're going on the back. Yeah. Um, and they'll literally take you once the moment you book it, they'll be arrived. They'll arrive at your spot. There's an app seconds. you can book. You can book a motorbike. Yeah, yeah. You you're not driving it, obviously. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're not, I but, know, but I assume you'd like hail it. What do you I mean? don't know why I wouldn't assume that people in Thailand haven't. Yeah, maybe I'm just. Oh, everyone's going on motorbikes, and they're just like yeah. it's so quick, but it's a bit dangerous. I'm not gonna lie. I did a few yeah. trips on it. I thought there was one trip where I thought, oh. My God, this was too yep. much for me. I'm not doing it anymore. So, yep. trip two's uh, hit the nail on the head there. Um, well, that's no, nice. We're not into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Um, but more importantly than your 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 holiday, actually, less no less less importantly, more importantly, I'm, more I'm importantly, saying Arsenal. More importantly, Arsenal's more important. More importantly, your holiday, we have uh, the beautiful Arsenal have returned from Dubai from their own holiday. Uh, where should we start, Rohan? Should we talk? Should we talk Partey or first, or, or Palace? Like what do you want to do? I'll let you. I'll let you pick. You want to talk about Palace, don't you? You want to talk about no. Palace. You do. Yeah, I think I think maybe Palace would be better. Then we could go into because Party is post Palace, isn't it? It's See it in your eyes. Into... Do, let's do Palace first. Let's do Palace. Yeah. 
So the Palace game was interesting. So I, I, again, I Alice ninety two likes it. it. Says he accentuates my eyes. Thanks, Alice. Your eyes. Whose eyes? Mine. Oh, he, he definitely meant me. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I've, so just generally, I don't know what your thoughts have been over the past you know month and a half, where the results have been rather turbulent, and there's been a lot of t- uh, meltdown on Twitter and I think YouTube as well. Uh, and the Palace game was very interesting. Just to look at it broadly, if we compare it to the Liverpool game in which we lost in the FA Cup, you know, I think uh, a few weeks beforehand, the performance against Liverpool for me was much better than the performance against Palace. And this is where results-based analysis goes both ways, right? So you know, there's so many so many positives to take out of the Liverpool game. Mm. There are more positives to take out from that game as opposed to the game against Palace. Now there are I still agree. against Palace, but this is where I think. You know, it's quite funny where I didn't criticise Mikel much in the game against Liverpool, but I would have applied a bit more criticism to him before the game kicked off against Palace in terms of the lineup. You know, and 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 certain things that I was still seeing, particularly the left-hand side dynamics. But the difference is that one we won five nil, and the other we're out of the cup, or out of another trophy. You know, mm. so it it's so interesting um, how. The result will dictate how a fan feels, but the result will not tell you the full story. It never will. Yes. Yeah, I mean, broadly what you're saying there, yeah, it's it's results-based analysis, which goes both ways. You know, it's it's not only when you're losing, you know, guys don't just think about the result, you know, look at the performance, all that sort of stuff. But it also applies when you're winning. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like exactly. you have to look at the performance. It, you know, yeah. both, both things are true, I think. Yeah, I think um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think after some wins, some people just don't want to hear critique. They just don't want to hear it. Mm. And there's, you know, there's certain, you know, you know, in the end, I always think, and maybe this is a slight tangent. I always think the internet is a bit of a bad place to get a sense of what fans are thinking. What one, because, and exactly as Ford and football puts it only Phil Tilt can tell us the truth. So it's all that matters. One, because not every fan is on the internet. People forget this. <laughs> so not every fan watches streams and makes YouTube videos or whatever. Like people have different ways of being fans. Some people, some people don't. Um, and and two, because obviously these websites are set up to show you or or sort of make you feel like the loudest voices are the, are the most prominent voices and the ones that everyone necessarily agrees or disagrees disagrees with. And you get lost in these conversations that feel like they're representative of everyone, but actually they're not. I mean, one on filter, that's all that matters. So it's hard to say, but I know there are people who I've seen who don't like the idea of critiquing after a 5-0 win, right? You know, even here, TR, we've won 5-0. Absolutely. So in many ways, you could park the conversation there. You could go, it's a 5-0. But I completely agree with you that I think the performance, I was much more convinced by our ability to compete at the very, very top level, being kicked out of the cup by Liverpool in the the manner and and the, and, the, and the manner we we did that and the the reasons for that, even though there were problems, than the problems that I feel like we maybe still haven't fixed that I think that we've seen all season that yeah. came up against Palace. So it's a funny one, and maybe I'll give you an opportunity to come back on that. But yeah, I just think I, I still think there are there's a th- that Liverpool game was not a thread. That Palace game, certain things we were doing in the first half have been a thread through our season. An inability to access central areas, um, not necessarily being wasteful, but not not able to create loads and loads of big chances from open play. These are the threads that have happened throughout the season, which is why I'm more concerned about it. Although, if you just said to me, Alex, shut, sh- it's my show, I'll swear, shut the fuck up. It's five, you know, it's a five nil win. Get over yourself, whatever. Yeah, fair enough. I can't argue yeah. with that, but I'm telling you, mate. If we look at the performances and try and address that, we will put ourselves into a much better position every single time. So, but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll shut up. 100%. And, and, and if a certain fan's perspective of it is they look at football from an emotional point of view and that the result will bring them the type of happiness on the day, a 5-0 win will bring a lot of happiness and they don't care about the other things that happen. And that's okay, you know, but if you want to look at things a little bit deeper, then I think it is important to criticise even mm. when you do win games of football. Now, the biggest criticisms that I have of the game was the left-hand side dynamic. Now we've had, you know, time away in Dubai. I I hope for more change personally through the left-hand side as mm. opposed to what we actually saw. You know, I saw Trossard hugging the 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 whip from the touchline a lot, and I saw many moments against Palace where 
you look at our build-up and I did a little tweet about how Declan Rice is so underrated in terms of how he kind of manoeuvres, how he demands for the ball, but also how he creeps outside of players' cover shadows. And Palace were really brave in a lot of moments in their press against us. And we do it really well to kind of force them towards the right-hand side. We'll switch it to the left and then Trossard. He's holding the width, 1v1. And I'm thinking to myself, you're not maximising his skill set in that given moment. And you're not Mm -hmm. maximising the squad in terms of who you're picking across the front line, particularly in the left-hand side, in those moments. And therefore, that is also impeding us in terms of how we create. But from a chance creation point of view, I've consistently went on about this on Twitter in that if you look at Arsenal post-Newcastle away, we have made massive strides in terms of adapting to how teams have adapted to us. And when we're doing the rewatches, I spoke about how we kind of creating these mini overloads where we're pushing Zinchenko between the lines. And it is creating a little bit more of a, a disconnect. Um, I think you alluded to it in one of your videos. Yeah, I do watch them. Um, but at the same, yeah, I, I watch them. My family watch them, you know? <laughs> they, your they family watch them? Yeah, so I, I'll come back from work. I swear to God, my brother, my brother, my brothers will watch, watch um, videos. Nice. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I, told I would, you I would have thought I'm too yeah. lowbrow for you, Rohan. but yeah we're doing a lot of really good things to allow us to kind of access the center a lot better than what we're doing pre-newcastle away and the numbers show this as well in terms of chance creation open play xg um and but there's still things that we can improve on and that's where i talk about the left hand side and the biggest frustration for me was the fact that against liverpool i really liked the Jorginho and Declan rice partnership in the middle of the park and then Mm. spreading our fullbacks wider creating mm. this kind of 4-2-4. But also, I think we've, we've seen this structure in certain moments with David Rye. Obviously, Ramsdale played against Liverpool and had a really good performance. But David Rye also allows us to maximise this by playing a little bit higher, mm. moving into centre-back. And therefore, instead of becoming a 4-2-4, it becomes more of a 4-2-5. So you're able to push an extra player further forward. I would have liked us to have continued with that, but we didn't go with that. We went back to thing, uh, a team that has caused us issues this season. And this is where I'm still a little bit wary going forward because it feels like the problem, the left-hand side, hasn't been addressed. And I think we'll probably talk about Kai Havertz later on and that the the impact that that is having. But at the same time, it's not necessarily all his fault. And I think that's where you can put some criticism on Arteta. But it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, we're still in a good position, but we're looking at a lot of criticism. And that shows the potential that this team still has. Yeah. So. And and yeah, I think, and this is kind of another, another thing, it's like, when you critique something, that doesn't mean you're blind to all of the positives. There's so many positives. And, you know, and if we honestly, if we won the league on, as I said in the video, won the league on field tilt and set pieces, I don't care. <laughs> it's just that yeah. I know how good the competition is. And if exactly. we can't create amazing chances from open play, it's going to hurt us. So we, we should talk about it. Uh, Lindsay says, Deckers and Habits hurting our central progression. Nothing gets played around corners. Pass hopefully fixes that. Maybe we should come to this um, for, uh, to chat about someone's Partey because he's back in first team training. We saw the, uh, I was going to say the rumours today. Literally saw him on the official Arsenal account. It's not a rumour. Um, uh, <laughs> my sources tell me. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously, fitness caveats aside, there's going to be there's going to be you know um, those caveats at, at all times. I do think this comment is onto something in the sense that I felt, and I said this in a, a recent video on the main channel, I felt as though in the last few games specifically. The team is almost like the squeeze that we had last season has started to back off a little bit, which is not the end of the world. And I can understand there's, there's rationale for it in the set. And I, I always think it is, it's, it's going to be uh, to a degree instruction. I don't think this is an accident. I don't, I don't think Mikel, make it something as big as line height is going to be something Mikel just goes, yeah, do whatever you want. So the squeeze has kind of dropped off a little bit which is maybe to bring people out a little bit more. Like, for example, with Palace, I felt like almost to to encourage them to step out a little bit more. And that, maybe that's understandable if you're trying to create some progression. But it disconnects us. So how do you reconnect? Well, one, you could use uh, Smith Rowe, which someone said here, um, taking stuff on the half turn, coming a little bit further um, you know, out of the block and then taking the ball. And he's one of the only players I think we have that can receive high up in a block and turn and go. Um like Phil Foden, I would love in this team right now. Do you know what I mean? Because I think he could, could sort of bridge that gap a little bit. But Partey as well, in terms of his progressive passing, can play us through those lines and really, um, and really connect us up. I and you know you saw that the the goal. What was it? The the Martinelli goal or the Nathan Ake goal against Man City? You know, playing 
that ball going so direct. But also, you know, we've seen his progressive passing, his ability to break lines. We know what that can be. And I think that could be a massive thing in, in connecting us. But more broadly, I was talking about this with um, with George V. AFC. How mad is it that since the beginning of the season, if you said to Mikel at the beginning of the season, who are your 11? You have to predict me who your most played pet players are. Timber and Partey would be in that list. Yep. I don't think that's I don't think that's crazy to say. I think I think it's fair to say that Mikel would have said Timber and Partey are in the most used players first eleven this season. Right? Yeah. He's not had either of them, and yeah. they would have been key cogs at the base of the midfield. Hundred percent would have been key cogs in in our build up. So how that changes with with Timber coming back, but also with Partey coming back, I think is a big thing. And I think. You know, we always talk about his fitness, but I think it's a big, it's a big step. And if he can contribute towards the end of the season, that's going to be huge. The Community Shield lineup, we've not been able to pick that once this season. Yeah. You know, yeah. and obviously you have you, you have the two debates where it's Ramsdale and Havertz. You know, and you could pick and choose as to whether you'd go for Raya um, or whether you'd go for Jesus. But you look at the spine of the team. I, that is, I wouldn't have Jesus in goal. I, I definitely wouldn't. What did I say? Did I say? You did say Jet Rowan Jesus, but I'm I feel no, I feel but... harsh now because you didn't know your own mistake. I thought you knew it anyway. Carry on. Completely left. <laughs> I just feel mean. But... I feel like I've just picked you up on something unnecessarily. <laughs> just, well, I think just undermined think... you for no reason. There we go. We love it though. But part party and Smith are very similar in the sense that both can take it on the half term, roll contact, and then drive forward. So yeah. it's not just their not just party's progressive passing, but it's also that ability to to roll his man you know, in, in deep yeah in deeper areas. And that's something that Declan doesn't do, but I disagree the fact that Declan is hampering Arsenal's build-up. Um, in fact, I'd say he is is showing really good levels of progression and the numbers back this as, as well in terms of line-breaking passes. But the trait that Party has in terms of that ability to kind of take that risk and roll his man when he gets touched yes. tight, that's the difference. You know, um, because, because the moment he does that, he then carries it forward and that pushes the entire line deeper, the opposition's line. And it creates more space for the likes of Erdegaard to pick up. And likewise, Smithrow as well. Smithrow is the best player in the football club in terms of taking on the half time, hands down. You know, and 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 that's 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 his specialty. And George mentions it a lot, that central rolling power. It's something different because Erdegaard is a ball to feet player and his pass first. Vieira, ball to feet, pass first. These are pass first type of players. They're not players who are going to take it and drive forward. And it's a different dynamic that it gives you. Think of Pep this season in terms of the signings that he he brought in Kovacic and um, Nunes they have that yeah. trait that ability yeah. to carry the ball they're not pass first players you know so and it's the, it's the blend we can come to that in a second yeah. but yeah the Arsenal Harmony here no player in Europe's top five league has made more progressive passes this season than Declan Rice and that's from TNT Sports look I don't maybe you don't like the blend of, yeah. of the build up and that's valid and that's fair but you can't say that someone who's made the most progressive passes in Europe is hurting a build-up. What it yeah. might be is they're not particularly useful progressive passes, or what they are is they're, um, you know, that, you're, that he's only doing it five yards in front of him, or it's not helping, or whatever you think. It's, it's, it's completely valid to have caveats. Yeah. But when you have the most progressive player in Europe, that yeah. means that you've got something. So yes. then, so then you build around it, and you go right. Exactly. So then, what do we put in front of it? What do we put behind yeah, it? What do we? So it, whatever it is, when you've got someone who says most, it's like Palinia, right? Israel Palinia. The reason I don't love Palinia is I think his his game is limited. But but when you look at someone who has the most tackles and interceptions in the league, regardless of context, you then yeah. go right. We have a superpower. So then, what do we do with it? And that's the question yeah. with Rice. So it's how you enhance that specific quality and how you build around it. And Thomas Partey. So Declan Rice. He's not hampering Arsenal's build-up, but there are aspects that Thomas Partey brings that Declan Rice necessarily isn't doing at the moment, and that could be down to still adapting to Arsenal. And the other difference between Declan Rice and Thomas Partey, and Arsenal have gone for more of a controlled approach, that for me is more down to how the opposition have shaped up. If the opposition aren't setting up in, in low blocks with line heights that are incredibly deep, and they are pressing Arsenal high up the field, you will see a lot of the performances that we saw last season at Arsenal. Arsenal wouldn't then completely alter how they performed last season if teams had not adapted. Teams have adapted, and therefore Arsenal have had to adapt to them. And they've become a lot more controlled. You see, you see that with the field tilt, the domination, the number of touches we have in the box, the number of corners that we have. Uh, <laughs> and also the number of box entries that I we have exceeded as well. <laughs> You've just froze as well. <laughs> You're back now. 
I'm back. Um, you're back. But um, all these elements is is showing that Arsenal are moving more towards that Manchester City model. But uh, Thomas Partey, now people think Thomas Partey coming back into this team, Mikel Arteta is going to coach him to become more of a control type of player. No, Thomas Partey has that trait where he likes to take risks. He likes to take risks with his passing and he will do that the moment he comes back into this team. Um, and that has its positives and negatives. The positives are that it can unlock a certain space in between the lines that we wouldn't necessarily unlock without him because we wouldn't be as willing to take that risk, whereas Thomas yep. Partey naturally has that. But at the same time, the flip side to that is that it can create more of a transition game. And that is something that we have gone away from this season. And that is going to help us more in the long term because it's going to allow us to be more sustainable in terms of energy conservation. Um, and it's also going to enable us to, to, to be able to dominate more because we're going to have more of the ball. So it's, it's kind of the trade that you're willing to take. But we know that Thomas Partey and Granite Jacker, when they start together last season and all the way from the moment Thomas Partey signed, they perform. Win games. At, they they perform at a ninety point level, ninety yeah. point a season. Yeah. You know level. Yeah. Declan Rice and and Thomas Partey on paper, <laughs> we haven't seen the volume of games that we would have wanted, but you mm. know that is an upgrade. That's an upgrade on that partnership. And imagine what that would do from now to the end of the season. If so, so. Yeah. great to see you guys are back. Yeah, baby, we are back. Let's switch gears slightly uh, and talk about. Um, See, we talked really... about Thomas Party as well. See, we 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 blended. Honestly, it's 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 like, it's like, it's like we've cooperative. It. What's it? This is the cooperative spirit. This is the Saka and Emil Smith Row. <laughs> the Saka and I'll definitely Smith Row. Uh, Richard Garlic was appointed managing director. We're pleased to announce our director of football operations, Richard Garlic, will take the role of Arsenal's managing director in summer 2024. Rich, oh, we're mates, are we? <laughs> I thought this was a professional. A professional statement, and we're using I can't lie, the standards uh, you, at this club. <laughs> have you never in the I, toilet? I don't, know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes I refer to some of our footballers by their first name. I don't know if you do it. Sometimes I okay. do that as well unnecessarily. Like so I don't know him. I shouldn't be doing that. That's that's where this is going. Okay, so I once called him B on a show, <laughs> and I remember people. Bad. Is that bad? That's bad. B. That's like that's like best mates. That's not even they, like he, they refer to him as bit like Arteta in the press conference will call him B. It's a bit familiar, yeah. isn't it? It's a yeah. bit familiar. Let us know in the comments what you think. How far if I met if I met one of the players one day, um, if I met one of the players, like I wouldn't call him B. And I but would I call him Gabby, maybe? I might call him Gabby. I might say hi Gabby, Martinelli. I might say hi Gabby, nice to meet you. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It's like you think, hi, Gabrielle. It, I don't know. It doesn't come across Good afternoon, as... Mr. Yeah. Magalesh. <laughs> yeah, it's, but also yeah. it's a bit, yeah, I probably maybe I shouldn't have said B. But equally, we do have these sort of weird parasocial relationships with these people yeah. that like that will never know we exist. Yeah, because I'll always go to, instead of calling him Nelson, I'll always say Reese. I'll always like... Reese. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. <laughs> I'll always say Reese. And it's... I wonder... If we all like wrote down what we most commonly refer to, which players we subconsciously say certain things that we say, we use certain like we use this player's first name and that player's surname, and it's because yeah. we like the player more, or do, or not, I don't know. Maybe it's how it comes out the tongue, isn't it? How, how it's just yeah, rolls like Zinchenko. Up. I can't call him Alex. Can't call him Alexander. <laughs> Fallen football says I heard Alex thinks that all players should be given letters to be referred to. That's gone over my head. No, because you said B, innit? You... <laughs> oh, B, I'm with you. I'm with you. Jesus, slow tonight. Um, so what do you think of this groundbreaking news then, Rohan? This, 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 well, I, this I absolutely... think... Can I have a deep dive into what the difference between football operations and managing director means? I, mean, I have no idea. But I think what we could do is talk about the impact that Richard Garlic has had at Arsenal <laughs> yeah. since he's came. You we know? definitely can. And I think... can, I, can I set the scene? Yeah, you go for it. Richard... Rich Garlic, Rich. 47, has been Arsenal. All right, his mate, Mr. Mr. Dick. Dick <laughs> Garlic. Dick Garlic has been. You can't call him Dick Garlic. You can't be called Dick Garlic. What about, what about David Seaman? What would you do? No, has been Arsenal's <laughs> director of football operations since 2021. You're meant to be holding up the, the, the tone in these, in these shows. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> 
In this role, he's executive responsibility for all football operations and administrations across the club, including women's football and player care. Mr. Richard works alongside our sporting director, Eddie, with the Men's First Team Manager Academy, a manager and women's team in player recruitment, contract negotiations, football administration, and regulatory matters. Um, he's done he's done a lot in football. If you look through it, I was reading this earlier. He's done a lot a lot of things that you just you don't associate with the with the front end of football. But you know all these sort of legal advisory groups like player welfare, all that stuff. He, he's very well rounded in terms of his experience of football. If that makes sense. Um, but you know essentially the the idea is that he's going to lead our executive team, which it felt to me like um, he was kind of in a bit of a triumvirate with uh, Edu and Arteta on the sort of football side, but probably more of a facilitator. He's the Havertz, do you know what I mean? They're the Sacro Martinelli, where I think now he, it sounds like he's moving a little bit further upstairs to kind of have a bit more, a little bit more control. But also Edu's got sporting, a bit more sporting control with the sporting director. It's difficult with these fine margins, isn't it? It's like when you get a promotion at work and it's like, I'm basically doing the same job, but I've just got a different title. I think you need the Athletic article to come out to give more clarity that's they're usually really good yeah. um at giving more info on that but i think richard garlic since he's came to the club he's been phenomenal you know i think when you look at arsenal in terms of handling contracts and the level of proactiveness yeah. it wasn't there and no. therefore you're not creating a sustainable environment in terms of outgoings and maximizing yeah. on players who may be unhappy but we have players who are unhappy in the past but we weren't able to maximize them because of their contract situation the moment garlic came in one of his first um, major moments was Kieran Tierney and Smith Rowe. Now, at the time, Kieran Tierney was one of our main sources of chance creation in terms yep. of how Arsenal lined Biggest up. assets. He was really, our biggest yep. asset. And, and likewise, Smith Rowe, we all know what happened on Boxing Day 2020. You know, the, 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 the way that he kind of brought the project back forward and, and, and effectively galvanised it. That's the kickstart point. You know, we always refer to it. I was so depressed during that period, mate. I was so depressed. Sorry, carry on. Do you, do you remember some of the defeats as well then? It's like... <laughs> Mate, that was... I think I'll tell my kids about that period. That that was bad. Because it was like that, that dark. Was... We were locked down. Arsenal yep. were absolutely wank. And I remember just thinking, what's the point? Aston Villa 3-0. You had Wolves 2-1. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Burnley 1-0. And I was trying Jack to get my, my yeah. girlfriend at the time into, into being an Arsenal fan. And I'm going to be like, no, 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 trust me, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get better. It'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> they're just teasing with us. Yeah, yeah. They're but, just, um... <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, like, the, the, the film at the beginning where like, the <laughs> guy's terrible and then he gets better. This is the bit, yeah. But, but, but in terms of at that time, you know, we look back at that and Smith Rowe and Kieran Tooney were massive assets to the club in terms of their roles. And then when you go back to last season, right, what was the Arsenal 11 that everyone knew, right, that felt on paper was our best team? It was Ramsdale. It was Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, um, Zinchenko, Partey, Erdegaard, Jacka, Martinelli, <laughs> Jesus, Saka. Right? I'd go Partey, Jacka, Erdegaard, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Ramsdale signed on, managed to attain his value and, and, and potentially maximise it if we do eventually look to sell on. Ben White, it's been reported by Fabrizio Romano, David Ornstein, that he is the next mm. in line to, to receive the contract. Yeah. Saliba signed on. Gabriel signed on. Zinchenko he signed in that summer, you know, so it's still and very... It sounded like early. it was a very quick deal. Yes, Arteta, yeah. obviously, you worked with him before, but you need to get yeah. it right. Thomas yeah. Partey, as good as he is, this will most likely be potentially yeah. his last season yeah. with us. You know, you don't necessarily... With his availability record, so, you know, I think we're going to do something about Arteta signing. I won't, I won't say much, but, you know, you have to look at availability. Just if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say it? <laughs> you want? We, we want to at some yeah. point do a video. We might even do, we should, might even do it on the TDK Live where we just rate every Arteta sign. That might be a good episode, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah rating yeah. Arteta, like basically rating every Arteta signing. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But I think, you know, you have to look at availability. And the reality is that Thomas Potter is not given that level of rely, um, reliability in terms of availability. Mm. So you can understand us not being proactive with his contract. Grant Jack obviously left last summer and we, we got still frustrating, but we got good money given the fact that he was on um, his remaining years of his contract. Erdegaard signed on, Saka signed on, Martinelli signed yeah. on, Jesus again signed in that summer with Zinchenko. We have been very proactive with the players and the quality that the squad has managed to get this team to where it is right now. We have ensured that their value is attained. And that comes from Richard Garlick, but also obviously Eddie. But he was, for me, the driving force of a change in culture at Arsenal 
in terms of what we were doing before his appointment yep. to what we're doing now. You know, and it's it's so underrated because we talk about new signings and and elevating the squad and maximizing fine margins, which is what you have to do, but you can never forget the players that have managed to get you here. And we're not doing that. And if those players, certain players want to leave, we know that we can maximize that because we've extended their contracts. Shit. Um <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, he had, a good, he had a good game, though, didn't he? He had. No, I, yeah, I feel bad. I always joke about Cedric. It's just because he's like, he's like, he is our worst defender, but he was also probably one of our better defenders about two years ago. So it's just, it's just he's had one thought. performance this season, and it was pretty decent, though. To be fair, do you know what? Some, do you remember that pass? Was it like the outside of his boot? What for the like assist? Travella. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the assist. It was the pre-assist. I think. Yeah, the, the pre-assist. I, I remember I was watching that in Thailand on my phone. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll watch every Just have a day off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch every single game. Every single game. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was the pre assist. He had a good game. Um, yeah. But that's still. Yeah. Still, Doesn't um, excuse the, yeah. The, what he's done. Yeah, I, I, I think, though, you know, we hear a lot about Arsenal's culture and all those sorts of things. And, and, you know, I remember a time when Liverpool were the club who they were the kind of the, the example, right? And yeah. we appear, you know, you, you go and listen to any Man United fan channel, any Tottenham fan channel. Maybe they don't want to admit it, but they they will say, you know, Arsenal are sort of the model at the minute for the the latest best rebuild. Okay, we've not we've not done anything yet, but fine. And I agree from a trophy sense, but you know, in terms of moving our way up up the table with a clear plan with young players, all that sort of stuff. There's so much that can be taken from Arsenal, 100. And if you think about, you know, I. We create these, we were sort of talking about this earlier, right? We create this sort of weird parasocial relationships with these players and just think of them as in pure football terms. But how much time do they spend off the pitch in relationships saying, my partner needs a ticket for this 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 game. Can you sort that out? I don't quite like the food. Um, actually, can I sort the train the 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 car park out for this thing, whatever? Yeah. Oh, we got a fight, we got a parking ticket on the way back from there. All that stuff. That only happens if you have someone at the top who, and I'm not saying Richard Golick is, is the person dealing with that, but the person at the top who is making sure all those processes are in place. I remember I used to work for um, um, for the, <clears throat> I'm just going to do a little clang, the Royal Shakespeare Company. One of the reasons the RSC is good and it is, is well respected is because when some, they can't guarantee that things don't go wrong. They go wrong all the time, right? But what they can do is they guarantee that there's a process in place for everything that does go wrong. So when that specific thing goes wrong, here's a process that we're going to put into place to, to say, and we and we trust the process, right? And you know, here's a process that we put into place to go, right, here, here's, here's how we're going to fix that. I can't guarantee it goes right, but here we go. And there's, I saw that happen so many times. And there's a structure in place. And I think someone like Richard Garlic has clearly done so much work on the women's side, contracts around the place, the, the environment. You hear certain stories. I was speaking to a guy... A couple of weeks ago, um, can I say who it is? No, but he was sort of in the marketing area. So Richard Garlic was great. Would come in again. Not he's not on the ground having those conversations, but he's saying, "How's the marketing working? Are we are we maximizing that?" And someone who can knit everything together is really really important. And so you know, he's, he's clearly doing well. And I think he seems like a nice guy. He is called Dick Garlic though, which does that does that does that knock him down a mark? I think. Maybe do really well at your job, but being called Dick Garlic, they just sort of. Even you know, you know how up. like when you when you've got like coursework and they give you a deadline, like oh, I can't make this deadline. Can you extend it? So therefore, you get capped at like yeah, eighty percent. Is it's that, a cap? It's yeah, a cap. being being called <laughs> yeah, no cap, being called Dick Garlic. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Right, let's move up, move off Dick Garlic. Shall I say that again, <laughs> Dick Garlic? To a Nuno Tavares sale potential, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um thoughts as i pull up the story the player the situation everything just tell me how you feel right now not oh, about yeah. Tavares. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean he, he's someone in which is not going to be part of the long-term future of this football club but i actually do think you know when you look at nuna Tavares's profile and i'm not saying nuna Tavares is the player to answer this but in terms of his best qualities it's high up pushed forward creating width creating chaos and he's got a really good cross when he beats his man and he can create separation. That's something that we do lack on the left-hand side without Kieran Tierney. Now, here's the thing. With Kieran Tierney, I'm not saying that Arsenal should not have let him go because I think it was the right decision. But my frustration is the fact that we did not replace his qualities, especially 
with someone like Durian Timber. Granted, obviously, he got his injury, but when you're talking about Durian Timber, someone, if he's an option at right back, he's a different type of multi bend He's more of someone who's going to be a powerful runner on the underlap as opposed to, to someone on the outside. But also, Timber gives you that inversion option. And because he gives you that inversion option, it means that the left back pushing him higher will give you greater balance, in my opinion. Mm. You know, and we lack that. You know, our best player in that regard is still Zinchenko, you know, in terms of who we have. So Nuno Tavares is someone who would actually do really well in that setup. But the issue of Nuno Tavares is that he creates chaos in all areas of the pitch. Yep. And that is the biggest issue in a team that is possession based, that is looking yes. to, to 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 provide control. Dominate, and this is where it went down for Nuno Tavares at Arsenal. Because actually, when you look at his performances when he actually broke into the team at the start, I look at Newcastle second half. He did well against Watford, Liverpool first half, the four nil. He was actually really good. But did you, you say know, Newcastle that game where he played with with Tomiyasu? Yes. Yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, so those were that 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 was Nuno Tavares' best. And Aston Villa, do you remember the Aston Villa game as well? Um, the three one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jacob Ramsey um, levered one. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. Tavares was out. I think that was his best game for Arsenal. Um, but brain. And, 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 but, but if you look at what we did is that we gave Nuno Tavares minimal defensive responsibilities and we allowed him to create width and push forward and allowed him to create chaos where if he lost the ball high up, it's okay because we have players in our rest defence to recover and mm-hmm. we go again. But as the season went on and as Arsenal's system changed, I know I'm going slightly off topic here, but I'm trying to get through it. But um, as Arsenal's system altered in terms of us moving more to a deeper left-back, inverting Jacka pushing slightly forward, Arteta didn't necessarily maximise Nuno Tavares well. He actually played him in a deeper role. And therefore, he started to create chaos. He started to lose the ball a lot and we lacked control. And that's where he started to see some really poor performances. Nottingham Forest, for example, where he got hooked, which some could say was harsh. No. No. I was looking at that, I thought he was a calamity as well. But yeah. it wasn't the best way to handle a youngster. I get that. But I do think that his his skill set is something that we do lack, but he necessarily isn't that player. And I think with a, a signing that's, what, 8 million? I think there's still a good chance that we can potentially profit from that. And, you know, I, I think that would definitely be the best for us because he's not worked out from it, not in the forest. You mm-hmm. know, he's, he's completely out. For a comment on that. Thank you, MJ. Love you. Evening, just joined. Looking good, guys. Especially Rohan. You look really sexy. <laughs> Oh, uh, excited for Partey's return, Mrs. Linebreaker. Yeah, we chatted uh, Partey earlier, MJ. Y- you're late, mate. You're late. So that's on you, mate. Um, yeah, on on Nuno, um, he plays like a YouTube compilation. I've always said it. You know, he he play he plays like literally. He'll give away a give away a free kick, then have a shot from fifty yards, then run and make a ridiculous pass, and then give away a handball in your box in in four actions. And you're yeah. just like, it's just like. It's too much, and it's it's not right for us. But you do, you make a, um, you you gamble, you gamble on that, you gamble on on a profile like that because he is, you know, if you can bring that in a little bit, and I and I, I would think about that for us game, and I think like, again, it's we're dealing, we're always trying to caveat, we're dealing with scraps, we're dealing with scraps of information. What Arteta might have said, he might have said, right, no, no, every time you get the ball, I need you to do this, and he just wasn't doing it, and we yeah. don't know, and and it might look harsh. But if yeah. you knew the ins and outs of their conversations, you might be going, do you know what? He'd said it about 15 times in training and he didn't do it. So, you know, you completely understand. So, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it was worth the gamble at that price. It hasn't worked out. If we can get something done with Marseille, then 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 then, then I don't mind it. But honestly, yeah. mate, I look at Nuno Tavares and I think if you go to the right team, yeah, honestly. you sort yourself out, you're in the right yeah. squad, you could play a really mate, good honestly, level. if you look at his profile, right, He's athletically a monster. Yeah. You know, he's an absolute machine. It's honest, it's just the chaos. And but I think you know, from, he's a wing back. He's a wing. Be, sorry to cut you off, yeah, but do you know who he'd be good for? Leverkusen. You know, they've got Grimaldo at yeah, the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. what they do is they they 
I've not watched much of them. They pulled think... pull Grimaldo yeah. in. I think they pulled yeah. pushed the right back up. But if they did it the other way around yes, and had Tavares yeah. as, as the wing back because they're in a three or in a Conte system or something. Conte oh, systems. Are, yeah, yeah. That. Um, gonna hide you. Thank you very much, MJ, for your contribution. You legend. Love you. But um, honestly, he, he's 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 a wing back, right? And I I remember reading about him before he joined Arsenal, and um, he was a winger by trade. You know, so so the defensive deficiencies that he has, yeah, you can understand it. You know, one of his biggest. The biggest frustration that I had with him is that he never tracked the blindside run. He was completely unaware of it, you know. And but that at the same time comes from a player who has been coached as a winger mm-hmm. throughout his mm-hmm. throughout his youth mm-hmm. career, and then coming into an Arsenal team where you know it's it's a completely different role, particularly how the system changed, the dynamics changed. Would um, we take Florian Verts and ten million for Tavares? We'd have to think about it. We'd we'll have to think about it. <laughs> we'll have a think but, about it. But honestly, uh, you know, it's, it's some. It's just the case of. He he frustrates the life out of him because it's just it's constant stress. You know, the, the, yeah. the Man United game is actually a really good example of it, right? You know, yeah. the, the free it one where madness. he scores the back post, Absolutely but then he handballs it in the second half, you know. It's like Watch that, and then he goes on this mad incisive run, and you're like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine <laughs> that. Imagine bringing on to you just don't know what you're gonna get. And also with Nunes, like thinking about it now, if you bought him on at 70 minutes in some of those games, you wonder what happens. You, you don't we know might score, but you might. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know when you're talking about how people want Arsenal to be to be more unpredictable. You yeah, put yeah, yeah. Tavares in there, yeah, you yeah. have no idea what's going to happen. But if you, like you say, if you rein it in, if you put him in a wing back system where you mitigate his defensive responsibilities, yeah. you mitigate his build up responsibilities, yeah. and effectively you say we have players who are going to support you in our rest defence. You push forward. Yeah. You be part of that front five. Yeah. And you do your thing because we know you have the athletic capability to beat your man from a standstill, both in a low block, on the run, and you have a really good cutback and a really good cross on you. But if you don't surround him in that environment, I think he's very, I think you're never going to see a decent player. No, so, and 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 like you know, again, it's a lot of things, isn't it? It's like you know, he, I think he'd need an experienced centre back yeah. along in that left hand side if you can play three, all that stuff. Yeah, get his head over the ball when he shoots. You know, there's there's so many things, but but yeah, you take a risk on that profile, so I, I don't regret it at all. I also do wonder whether maybe it's a it's a timing thing where if this Arsenal team was slightly more settled when he joined, you know, if you know. Players, you know, the, the likes of Rice and Erdegaard and Sackers and these guys who we know or we feel we know are going to be here for hopefully the next five years, right? If he joined, you know, maybe next year, you know, you might give him a bit more time. But I think it was a case of going, look, let's see, let's see. You know, there's a bit of a bit of a question. Um, Alistair ninety two says unreal in the tablet plays with Timberlands going backwards. Uh, MM says Marseille love a bit of Arsenal scraps. Dastardly Seagull says, surely Forrest want rid of Nuno considering their financial position. Maybe, but I think they were trying to bring someone in anyway. Um, uh, well, who Alex do they play right now? I think it's um, Anya and... Anya? Or... I might have butchered that. Oh, Aina. Aina. <laughs> went to school with a girl called Anya. Uh, maybe we, <laughs> maybe we can yeah, convince Forrest to take Cedric so we can sell Nuno to Marseille. Yeah. It's not a bad show. Just joined. I command Alexander the Great to do the pep impression again, so you don't like touching. Uh, I will play that at the end, but for now. In the next round. We'll be there. Do you care, though? We'll be there. PSG? We will be there. We'll be there. Good luck. (laughs) Thank you, guys. What what year was that again? (laughs) What year was that? I can't remember that. So weird. I watched a documentary on him, actually, last night on the BBC. Yeah, so old then on, on on the television on the BBC, really good, really good, and he's oh, he's just a genius. He's the best. He's the best manager of all time. Not even not even a conversation. Um, so I want to do two things towards the end. No, three things. I want to get some questions. Uh, so get some questions in, and we want to discuss. Uh, yeah, take some questions and sort of do questions stuff at the end. Um, someone wants us to talk about Smith Rose. Maybe we could do that. Uh, but I also wanted to do this. I'm going to ask you, Rohan, who is the best dot, dot, dot at the club? And I want your immediate answer. Who's the what? Just best. So I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. say who is the best person at making teas. I'm not going to tell you what the categories are, but you know, and I want an immediate answer. I want your instinctive answer. Oh, okay. 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 So none okay. of this, none of this overthinking pep stuff that he does. Oh, no, Right. Okay. <laughs> 
And if you want to add some different categories in the comments, you uh, <laughs> what's the future different not live? Listen, I prefer really not to um, not to speak. Um, okay, so the question for you is: Who is the best finisher at the club? Martinelli. Who is the best ball striker at the club? Trossard. Okay. Who is the best 1v1 defender at the club? Saliba. First one to disagree with you. I think that's Tommy Asu. No, no. Can I change? No. That was your instinct. Oh. No, no, I didn't want to say Tommy no. Asu anyway. No. I, didn't want to say, I didn't want to say Tommy You weren't going to say Tommy Asu? Who are you going to say? Gabriel. Over Tomiyasu? Yeah. I've seen Tomiyasu beaten. That is stinky ball knowledge no. from you. <laughs> and, the chat, and the chats are agreeing. I don't agree. I don't agree. No. Gabriel over Tomiyasu, 1v1. I'm not. This the... is not. This is not a slander on Tomiyasu, right? I'm not slandering him. He's very no, no. good. But and Gabriel's examples... amazing, but Tomiyasu for me is next level. Okay. 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 So one of the agree to the, disagree. One of the first times we really disagreed about something. It's crazy. Um, who is the best in one v one situations from an attacking perspective at the club? I'd probably agree. I, it would slightly depend on the situation, but we'll probably agree. Who is the best long-range passer at the club? Oh, that's a hard one. Instinct. Instinct. Instinct doesn't play for us. <laughs> oh, I'm struggling. Oh. Come on, there's yeah, an answer. We have, quite a few. we have quite a few. There's an answer. I would go Rice. I would go Rice as well. But I, but I'd I'd have to think about it a little bit longer. That one. That's not the point of the game. <laughs> I'd have to think about it. Who is yeah. the best final third passer at the club? The sample size isn't there, but Fabio I would Vieira. say Fabio Vieira. Yeah. But the sample size isn't there. It's difficult. That that's that one is going to yeah. be disregarded. But. Uh, it's, it's one of those ones where who do you who do you think in a moment in the final third where he has the ball against low block who do you think is going to be able to play that pass? I'd yeah. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is the best? I like this. I like this. It's a good game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like this. Who is the best goalkeeper at the club? Can I have it? No, one, no, right? stay it, stay it. We need an answer. We need an answer. Oh, say what you, what's what your feeling? You what's your gut feeling? Traditional goalie or... Within you, meditate. You'll see that there is a, a great, to pick great one force right within now. you that is telling you the answers. If I had to pick it. one right now... Go on. Ramsdale. Oh, but I wouldn't start him. I'll tell you what, mate. The comments, I, the yeah, comments yeah. are telling you not. But, but it depends. No, it depends on the situation. It depends, right? Backs against the wall. Backs against the wall in a hostile atmosphere where you're away from home. A traditional goalkeeper, who are you banking on out of Ramsdale and Raya to get you over the line in that scenario? I'd say Ramsdale. Who are you banking on to offer you more variety and build-up? I'd say Raya. It's, it's, I'd agree with that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a hard one, that. That's, that's a hard yeah. one. I'd I still like start Raya though. <laughs> yeah, start Raya. yeah, that's what's so funny. Yeah. yeah, but 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 again, we're not going to be in that many situations. Um, I, like I like that, that one. Is there more? I like that one from no, there's, there's those more. Oh yes. Um, who is the? I like that from Ford on Football. Biggest leader at the club. Best leader. However you define it, this is Odegaard. quick fire. Odegaard, Odegaard, okay. sorry, Odegaard, Odegaard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who is the best line breaker at the club, passing wise? Saliba. I'd say Partey. Who is the best? Who has the best tackling technique at the club? Saliba. I agree with that. I agree with that. 
Final one on here, but please uh, feel free to put some suggestions in the chat. Who is the best dribbler at the club? I don't know for that one. Partey. Partey? Dribbler. Yeah, it depends on the situation. It's a hard one. That is a hard one. Got another one? Who's the best ball carrier at the club? Smith Rowe. To be fair, I, I would agree agree with Jay Archie. I'd agree with Jesse. I think Jesus maybe is the best dribbler. I wouldn't say post injury Jesus is there. I've got some very thing, a very controversial opinion about Jesus. Go on. We've got time. I think I don't think Gabriel Jesus has I think the injury that he sustained at the World Cup has taken a massive, <laughs> a massive aspect out of what made Jesus so special. Which is? That X factor, that ability to kind of create in isolation against multiple defenders, that co- that qualitative superiority. I think he's lost that bit of edge. I do. I don't think he's consistently given us that post his injury, and that was what made him so special. Now, his movement is such a massive superpower of his because of his ability to get... No, 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 no. no. He's, he's much better than that. But I'd hope so. But I tell you what, though. No. I tell you what. I oh, me, the video is Jesus any better than Lacazette? Now, 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 him. Hear me out, right? Every time we've been, we did, we did rewatch it. Jesus, go and look at my my tweet. I've wanted Jesus or Arsenal for so long, so long. But I think for me, I rec- I reckon I'm pretty good at taking bias outside of things. In my opinion, I don't think I hold on to things. And if I'm willing to change something, opinion, I'll happily do it. I think Jesus, from now to the end of the season, we should assess how he is as a player in terms of consistency, what he was, what he's offering us. If he's not showing similar levels of quality as what he did before his injury, he's been that injury in the World Cup, I think we need to look at him as a player who's earning 250 grand a week, one of our highest earners, and don't sell at the wrong time. Do not sell at the wrong time because I I have a bad feeling that the player that we saw is not going to come back. And I hear that he provides variety. I hear that he provides really good options, both on the left wing and the right wing. The right wing, I'd still say he's our best option outside of Bakai Saka as a right winger. Um, we saw it against Man City. He was really good against Vardy. Um, and Man- at City, you know, the, in his final season there, he played predominantly right wing and he made massive massive um, impacts for them throughout the season for them to win the title but I just don't want us to sell at the wrong time we have had a problem over the years holding on to players in the hope that they will regain form and they never have been able to and therefore we've not been able to maximise that so that is my take on Jesus you know what I think of that yeah do you know what I think of that opinion go on if I this is this gag has taken me so long to set up smash the likes up people (laughs) Smash the likes up. This is take. I've had to airdrop something from my phone, put it into iMovie, export it, just for this joke to make sense. If this isn't worth a like, I don't know what is. Here you go. Right. Say say you think whatever you said about Jesus being worse than Lacazette again. Say say Wait, say, he's not worse than Jesus. say Jesus Wait. is worse. What what you just said was Jesus is worse than, worse than Lacazette. That opinion was a, a catastrophe. There you go. <laughs> oh, wasn't worth it. <laughs> Was not worth it. <laughs> I worry, and and and, and as um, the 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 um, latest chats, uh, latest comment says, third third knee injury in a year. It's a lot well. of knee injuries. Okay, let me let me be serious for a second. I think Jesus it has brilliant qualities, but there's a reason Guardiola wants to wanted to sell him because there's a limitation, in my opinion, on his game. If Jesus could. Um, it's the two things it's his finishing and his fitness and and and, and those as long as those question marks remain it's, it was similar with Sterling for a little while his finishing was a problem Man City I think that's why they let him go he f- seems to sort out the fitness stuff but I think Jesus and again with Zinchenko it's like there's like one area of his game is 1v1 defending that is such a weakness and it's his fitness and I think you can get by with one weakness in your game because you're just put in different places 
but your excuse goes when your fitness is gone uh, or, you know, you have another big weakness in your game. And because his finishing is such a big weakness, it just becomes, he's a brilliant player, but there is a cap. And I think it is, you, I don't, I don't think you can go and win multiple Champions Leagues and multiple Premier Leagues with, with Jesus at number nine striker. And we sort of know that, yeah. but I, I think I also agree he has lost something. I actually he's, back him to get it back, but okay. I yeah. But I think he's lost that slight edge on the half turn. I think he's lost a yard of pace as well. It's the, um, it's do you know what it is? It's that thing he had. It's that what George calls it like the first five yard burst. Like that yeah, just that moment where he gets away from you because he's so springy. But that's, that's what made gone. him that's what made us look so good centrally in terms of party finding him and then him turning. Yeah, yeah. That's what opened doors. And I don't see that. I've not seen that for a long no. time now. And I worry that we won't now for me, I don't mind the chances that he's missed, he's never going to be that type of player. I'm willing to concede that I've never had an issue with that. I knew that was what we we're gonna get with Jesus anyway. He's a very good mover. That's why I like him. He's that type of player who knows where to be in the box. Chances fall to him because his movement is excellent. He's never going to be that guy where you're relying on a fine margin. You get one moment in the game, Arsenal, and it's falling to Jesus. You don't think he's going to take that. And that's a big problem in the high-octane games. You need to address that by bringing in someone else. But Jesus still offers you so much. But Jesus, with these injuries that he's had, I worry that we will not see that type of player giving us consistent quality over the course of the season, bearing in mind he's one of our highest earners as well. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's the problem that I have with it. And it's so sad because the player that he was, you know, pre-injury, that was one of that was some of the best football I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal, he was, you know, and it's he was special. He was special. He was special. I think we need to talk about Kai Havertz as well. Oh Jesus, we we've got four minutes left, so um, <laughs> we we can't do that. Yeah, I've got some thoughts, mate. I've got some thoughts. Um, I, I've got some yeah we'll talk about it next time we'll talk about it next time um, get some questions in to finish the show some sort of short sharp stuff would be nice to to finish us off it's been a good first first session back Rohan always this always that we've cooked as the kids say a few controversial opinions well mine controversial opinions mainly one. yours because <laughs> remember my football opinions are always right and yours yes. always wrong yeah. do you know what's so funny is it is when you see like I don't know, combined 11 and you see people and it's like, you know, a completely reasonable opinion. Like, I don't know. I think, I think, you know, I don't know. I would rather have Tommy Asu than Robertson or, you know, or I would have, I would have, it might like a lot of Liverpool combined 11. I would have Erdegaard over Shaboshlai, right? Like I, you might agree or disagree, but it's not like you're saying I'd rather have Chido Obi over Mohamed Salah you're not you're not you're yeah. not it's not that and then the comment is like this is the worst ball knowledge I've ever seen how on earth it's like yeah people have different opinions to do I know it's crazy because you exist here, but some people can see things differently and not be wrong it's the worst of the defeat though whatever you say it doesn't matter whatever you say you're gonna get but at the end of the day when you put yourself out there you're in the firing line mate that's that's what it is isn't it it's like you know it, you could have the most spectacular knowledge, but you're always going to get some comments that are yeah, definitely you. Spectacular. Definitely you, you. Spectacular. But you always nah, we're all, just, we're all just saying our thoughts on me and, you know, it connects or it doesn't. But yeah, the, the thing that annoys me is, is the like, what nature of football sometimes. It's like, <laughs> you've just got a different yeah. opinion. It's fine. Um... Milo Haynes, Alex, you've listened to Tifo's podcast about rest defense. Could add to your compression theory that we're not pushing against the burn. I have not. I think a lot of it, yeah, is to do with. I'll listen to it. I, um, a lot of it is to do with the fact that we're not pressing man to man as much, and that means when we do win the ball back, we are in in a, in a different state. I think it's a number of things. Um, but yeah, I'll have a listen. Thank you. you the, for biggest, the biggest difference in our press. Just, I'll just just really quickly on it, and I'll let you. I'll make sure that you keep an eye on it. So what we do now is that. So at baseline, right, you have Erdegaard in the centre forward. You know they will press, um, and the wingers will stay a little bit deeper, protect half paces spaces before collapsing out wide. And Gabriel and Saliba, they will be a two v one against the centre forward, so it'll be zonal there. But the moment there's a trigger for our winger to jump on the centre back, where we force them wide, and then that is the trigger for our fullback to jump on their fullback, and then Gabriel Saliba, they will cover the winger, and then the other centre back will cover the, the centre forward. That's when it becomes man to man. So it starts zonal. Mm. But then as we increase the tempo, we shift them wide. 
or when the winger jumps onto the centre back. That is the trigger to go man to man. It conserves energy, and I'd argue it's I preferred the high energy, high aggression from the get go oh. man to man from last season. But we have achieved the same effectiveness. We have achieved the same effectiveness. Mm. And in fact, it's going to give us more benefit in terms of sustainability over the course of the season. I agree. And I, th- I think our PPDA is the lowest in the league. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's not as if we're not pressing. It's just that we're <laughs> pressing in a slightly different way. So what you're saying, we're not pressing, Alex. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm also saying we're terrible. Um, let's do this. If we had to make a Coutinho-esque sale to propel the club forward, who would it be? Oh, that's a You'd have to go with the player who you know they're delivering a really big impact, but you could take that trade off and address other areas. That's what they did with the Coutinho. Can I try this in Spanish? I've been learning Spanish. Ready? Yeah. I didn't think about it. Si tenemos hacer un, I don't know what sale is, de Coutinho para el equipo Someone's going to be Spanish and tell me that this is wrong. Uh, ganar más títulos. I don't know what propel the club forward it. For the club forward is. Who would it be and why? Quién jugador y por qué? I think it's if someone's Spanish. Can you tell me? Because I think I think I've done that there. Well, you said that exact question. Si tenemos que vender, Sean Hawks. Thank you. To sell. You get a C for that. Yeah, it was so. I'm trying to learn Spanish, and I'm, I'm trying basically I'm, the minute. When I see things and I'm like, okay, I think I could turn this into Spanish. But this is good for you, isn't it? You're learning. You're, you're yeah. learning every. I just want to watch. Minute. I just want to watch Pep's uh, Pep's interviews. Yeah, that's um, a hard question. That that's. A I really think Ramsdale. I think Ramsdale, because I think we could make. I think we could make six to the right club. Say say Newcastle go. Say Newcastle get a new manager, and they go right. We're going full um, play out from the back mode. And they don't want to have Pope anymore. I think they um, yeah. they yeah. might go for a Ramsdale. And I think yeah. I think at that stage in the summer, I think we could get sixty mil for Ramsdale. And I think that could yeah, be if huge. you sell if you sell within the Premier League, as you said, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I'll what I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this I'll is why this is why I love streaming with you because people do that, and obviously you're on other streams. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you're going to spell out sharp. I probably, um, I probably agree with that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I probably agree with that. Right, we'll leave it there. Sean Hawke says, "Let's go." Sean, are you Spanish? Can you speak Spanish? Can you come in the stream every week, and I'll, I'll do some Spanish. I can learn. Can yeah, learn test Spanish. him, and we I'll can learn Spanish grade. on the stream together. Can I learn as, as well? a group? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. What's, I know very minimal. What's of course? Not I think to watch Dora the Explorer again. Por supuesto. Maybe I don't know. I've got a Spanish teacher. He's a guy called Dan. Such a legend. Such a nice guy. When Bournemouth played Real Madrid pre-season 2013, he translated for Carlo Ancelotti. Did he? Even though he's Italian, but he was speaking in Spanish. So he would he would um, he was taking questions in English, telling him it in Spanish, and then he'd answer in Spanish, even though he's Italian. Bizarre situation, but um, but yeah, he also he also taught Maurizio Pochettino um, English. All right, so I know you got contacts. <laughs> oh, Sean, yes, yes, Sean, yes, Sean. He actually speaks Spanish, right, Sean? Okay, and I'm going to answer a question from earlier because this is uh, a good well, is question. It, is it multilingual? Is it multi? Yeah, multi. Yes, someone yeah, yeah, asked you know. a question. Bilingual, I believe. Someone said, basically, someone asked about um future of the TDK pot. Uh, this we want to do this every week, 100%. We want to get back to it. I've, I've really missed it. I missed chatting with you. Um, so for now, it's going to be 9 p.m. on a Thursday. So yeah, mark yeah. your calendars, and then it's going to move a little bit earlier, and then, then that will continue. Basically, I've got some stuff I need to do earlier on on a Thursday that I can't move. Uh, yeah, I, love Ro- 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 I love it. Rohan wants to go to the gym after work, so that's why he yes. can't do any earlier. So uh, <laughs> I do, I do want to go to exactly, the gym. exactly. Um, <laughs> pleasure lying. as always, Rohan. Yes, always. Pleasure as always. Looking forward to next week already. Up the arse. Um, I'll let you say that. Up the arse. Thanks everyone for watching. Really appreciate it. Uh, like the video if you haven't. Subscribe to the second channel. What's it called? Different Not Live. Um, go follow Rohan on Twitter at RJ Arsenal blog and also I'm shadow me- banned though. Huh? 
So on Twitter, I'm Shadow Ban. So if you actually type it in, my name. I've you... noticed that. Yeah, I'm going to why. Can I tell you why you're Shadow Banned? Uh, maybe off because, stream. Because of. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> well, as yeah, your circles are first and foremost, and secondly, because of you, the art, uh, this, the your J in RJ Arsenal blog is is lowercase. Is that right? No, obviously not. But oh, as I, in... thought, I generally thought, oh, finally, <laughs> someone's cracked it or something. No, but it, it, yeah. I think Elon Musk has taken a look at that and gone. He's gone. That's so offensive that the 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 G the G van part isn't capitalized. That you're shadow banned. So annoying. Look, I'll put it in the comments. This is how he stylized it. At RJ. I do need to change it. I do. I do need to change it. There's a question. Everyone, leave a comment. What should Rohan's new Twitter handle be? Actually, I'm gonna wait for the responses to this because I think we we me and Rohan have been discussing this for years. I know. I've, you I need have, a new. Yeah, yeah. But look at that J. Look at that. Yeah. Why I'm is it small J? Though, I? I don't like. Why is it small J? No new Rohan. Jiv blog, Jiv blogs. I like Jiv blog. No, but I don't even get time to write anymore. I don't even know why the blog's there. <laughs> Puke, exactly. Oh. The small, the small J. Sean hates it. Jiv, just oh, with I those think of it these. Nicer though. I, I thought the small J looked good. But... You can't row handle these guns. <laughs> Jiv doesn't blog. Jiv doesn't blog. Yeah. I don't know what that word means. Guru Tactica. Yes, yeah, because we're good Gujarati. Could you do that? You also say tactico. I don't like I, tac which I don't like the well. I don't like the word tactico, tactico. I don't yeah. Like You're also not you also don't blog. Listen, we're just chatting waffle here anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> pleasure. And you know what's gonna you know what's coming to see the show out, Ryan. You know what's coming. I, I do like You don't like to balls? So I love it. Thank you so much for watching the different in our life. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Rohan. We'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, 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 you don't like to touch walls? So I love it. So yeah, come, come. You don't like to touch walls? You don't like to touch walls? Touch walls? Touch walls? You don't like to 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 touch walls? So I love it. 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 The the Korean guy and so I love it. 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 You don't like to touch walls? Sports Social Podcast Network.